But I'm saying, it's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! And it's 6 o'clock, it's exactly time. Yes, it's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. where comedians bring their new jokes, their old jokes, whatever things they want to work out. A lot of new comedians in here because everything they do is new all the time. So it doesn't even matter. They can come any night of the week they want. We're going to give them comments. So uh, the way it works is it's a four-minute set. Might give you a little bit longer tonight when you hear the horn. Means you have a minute. Then we will uh, open up the microphones. Please take notes. Be specific. This is all to be helpful for one another so that we can grow as comedians, blah, blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) It's such a hard day, though, because, like, I woke up to my boyfriend going, there's 50 people dead in Vegas at a... a at a at a, uh, a cowboy concert, um, I'm sorry, country music, and I'm like, I am no, I have no love for country music, but they're, they're all dead. What happened? Oh, there was a shooter, and I'm like, please tell me he's not black. <laughs> like that would be. And then he actually, Jonathan goes, too soon. I had just woken up. He gives me terrible news. I tried to make a joke out of it immediately. That's because I have a problem. Your next comedian, and then poor, just to timestamp it. Now Tom Petty's dead. Oh God, like. He's going to ride that, that staircase to the sky, that, that escalator in the mall of forever. Tom Petty, RIP. Uh, and all the dead people in Vegas. It sucks for them, too, because, I mean, wow. I know you had shitty taste in music, but you didn't deserve that. Your first comedian of the night, who knows what he's going to do. Uh, I'm excited every week, and uh, getting to see him is always a, pr- a pleasure. So put your hands together, everyone, for Michael Brandon! <laughs> Thank you guys. Just a quick update. Quick update. Uh, Tom Petty's still alive. Still alive. He uh, he's clinging on to life. He ain't backing down, dude. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited. You know, one thing about country music. We were talking about country music. I don't understand country music. It's not that like it's I'm not into it or I think it's stupid music because I don't. I mean, you know, it's just that like I never get country music because like country music's either telling you to work really really hard or take it really really easy. There's no in-between with country music. It's either about a dude that wakes up super fucking early and has been doing it for generations, or a guy who's like, yep, man, city life ain't for me. I'd like to chill. It's very weird. Very weird, man. Uh, (coughs) Sorry about that. So I think uh, my my grandfather died a horrible, horrible death, uh, incredible pain, lots of suffering, uh, just tremendous, tremendous agony. Uh, just ooh, just a whole lot. I wouldn't wish it on my enemy. Uh, I don't want to go into detail, but uh, they say that the best way to die is in your sleep. But let's be honest, man. It's 2017. Who sleeps anymore? Right? Like if you're sleeping more than five hours, you're fucking lazy, dude. It's like you're freaking. Like come on, get up. Get up. Like you. Who can? Who has the time to sleep for more than five hours? Anyway, I think the closest thing to dying in your sleep nowadays is getting hit by a car while you're texting. I think that's the closest thing, because then that way people can be like, yeah, he didn't feel a thing. And he died doing what he loved. (laughs) Texting. We all love to text, dude. We do, man. I think there are two kinds of people in this world, and I think those people that can... uh, there are people that can look at a picture on your phone, and there are people that have to hold your phone to look at a picture on your phone. 
you know and i think we all know who we want to hang out with but it's so weird how just that like she's just going like hey look at this and then showing somebody and they're like well let me see it just fucking angers you right <laughs> you so mad when someone wants to hold your phone you're like what just fucking look at it like why like it's so weird like it, it makes me I, it pisses me the fuck off i'm like no you can't hold it just look do you have to hold the tv to watch it like no it's just that little thing that just pisses us off so much man it does do you guys ever text and shit from the toilet that's my favorite thing man i usually love dropping it into my underwear when i'm sitting on the toilet you know that's why when people ask to hold my phone i'm like go ahead <laughs> Go ahead, been in the shitter with me, dude. <laughs> Go right ahead. So really, really pinch to zoom on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't believe in tarot cards. I do not. I don't believe in tarot cards. Usually because anyone offering to read my tarot cards is learning to read tarot cards. You know, I feel like I'm like, you should, you know, if you're, no. If you can learn this, like, then you, it's not going to tell you anything. All right, this is not, that's not, you can't learn something spiritual and fucking telling your future and shit, dude. Like, there has to be, like, do you not read any comic books or old mythology? Like, you have to be, like, born with that shit. All right, you can't be like, I'm going to teach you how to read minds. No one, that never happened in the history. You can't be taught fortune telling. All right, you guys are deniers. (laughs) You guys think you can? Uh, the other day I was at the airport picking up some drugs and um, while I was there I noticed that they sell uh, luggage. They sell luggage at the airport, which is cool. Uh, but it made me wonder, it's like, hey, if they sell luggage at the airport, why don't they sell wallets at the bank? <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's a that's a great place, like a good marketing technique there, dude. Like, just sell the wallets at the bank. You know, it's like, put up a little Louis Vuitton thing. It's the most balling thing you can do. Shop at a bank. You know, it's like, oh, how much money do you have? Enough to fucking shop here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Have you guys any heard anyone ever open up a set with... No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I will say this. I think baby showers are all wrong. Uh, I think baby showers should be parties uh, where you celebrate unwanted pregnancy awareness. Yeah. I think if your friend gets pregnant, everyone in your circle of friends should come to a party and have a rager except the pregnant person, the man and the woman. You know? That way they can be like, why'd you guys do that? And we'd be like, we didn't get to come to the party. And you're like, get used to it. You know? Let's get fucking used to it. Thank you, guys. Michael Brandon, everyone. The microphones are open for comments. Love the set. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the tarot card th- reading thing, uh, I think it works. I think just got to keep drilling on it, keep going with it. Uh, and the one, I might take it in a slightly different direction of, like, uh, if you're doing tarot and you truly believe in it, Right? It's like, I don't want to be doomed to die because you're just learning, right? And you pull a bad reading. You know, it's like kind of kind of messing with the idea of whatever they pull out as a reading is going to be your future. So I don't want your fuck up because you're just learning to, you know, do me forever. So just thought. But otherwise, awesome, man. Yeah. 
Or uh, on the tarot card specifically, um, you have to kind of get a little specific. So in an instance like that, there's a card that's death. So just knowing like a tiny bit about tarot card reading, because it is about symbols and stuff. And then you brought up comic books, which is also kind of about symbols. It's like reading symbols. It is like reading a comic book kind of, but like you've got to somehow put it to something and be specific. So it's like, oh, you brought out the death card. You fucking new tarot card reader. What are you thinking? Like, and they'll be like, no, no, it's about change. It's about change. And then you're like, you know, there, there's, I'd just be even, you never said anything specific about tarot at all. And I think that a way to like dig it in or make it something would be to know a little bit about it or even if enough to make fun of it. Like, you have to know enough about it to make fun of it, right? Like, oh, there's a hanging man. He's upside down. What the fuck do I care? I'm, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you have to pick out some lame symbols. Oh, there's a dog and a cat on these fucking cards, you know, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Because you have to care. If you're going to talk about it on stage, it means you care a little about it. So then you have to care enough to at least be specific about making fun of it, you know? Does that make sense? I don't know if that's... I, I get where you're coming from. I, I can see that, yeah. And I'm, I'm not just butthurt because I do, do read tarot cards and I totally believe in it. Do you read not tarot just, cards, really? I, I've been reading <laughs> tarot cards shocker. since like 95. I know, total shocker, right? <laughs> but, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but you do, I mean, you, you talk around things. Just think about, because that's where the punchlines are going to be are in the specificities of making fun of the thingy. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Um, I think your punchline, he died doing what he loved, is fucking hilarious. Um, but maybe it could be done in a different context where you're actually talking about how many people are dying while they're texting or taking selfies. Or even your girlfriend <laughs> who likes to send you old selfies. Like, it's just, a, it's a really funny line, like, die doing what he loved when you think that they're texting. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's really funny, man. Because people do love texting. So if you really talk about that person in their life... That could be funny. Anyways, um, your joke about people in the country either being really busy or doing nothing at all, maybe you want to like compare that to the city. It's like in the city, you either party and do drugs or you become a cop. In San Francisco, <laughs> you make apps and you have like stupid amounts of money or you do anything else and you're homeless. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're sort of like uh, comparing them to... Yeah. Uh, it is now. Okay, thank you. Uh, no, so with the the bank of the wall joke, I liked it because it's uh, that was an original or that that setup was like I thought it was it's, like it is gonna hack you, but you took it in a good direction, which I liked. It was different, but the other one at the end, we said like you know, it's they don't sell walls to the bank. It's like you know, that'd be a good marketing technique. I was thinking if you took it a little bit further, you'd be like, well, the, but then I remember the last thing the bank wants is you to have their money in your pocket. You know what I mean? They want you to keep it in there um, or something, whatever. Anyway. Thank you guys for all the feedback, and that was so cool by Pam hitting that mic. Really, that was like that's some technically cool shit. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "It is now." <laughs> Put your hands together for Michael Brandon. If you're wondering what the face melting metal in between things tonight, it is Asada Messiah, a very wonderful local metal band. That's their new album called Cross Contamination. Your next comedian, I don't think, she doesn't look like the kind of person that listens to death metal, but never, duck, you know, you're like, you definitely aren't. You're just like, nope, it just sounds like loud people screaming. That's fine. Uh, she's a very funny lady. Put your hands together, everybody, for Allison Hooker. What is up, you guys? I, um, I have a younger boyfriend who, who wants to watch porn with me, which is cool. 
Um, but I don't know if it's just me or if it's like women in general. But I just, I can't get on board with porn because there's no like backstory. There's no buildup, you know? Like they're just going straight to pound town. Um, and so when he wants to watch porn, this is what I do. I pause it. I mean, I say I pause it because I, I used to think he was like fast forwarding through the beginning of the movie. It's <laughs> like, can we start at the beginning? So I pause it and I give him the backstory, you know, before we get started. I'm like, okay, look, he wasn't always a pool boy. <laughs> uh, she didn't always have these tits. Uh, and then I explained how they knew each other for years. They like built up this sexual tension, finally had their first kiss. And after all these years, they're finally ready for anal. Okay, go ahead, push play. <laughs> you know, and then I'm just more on board with it. Then I can enjoy it. You, you feel me? You need the backstory. We need the romance. We're women, you know? I, um, and then, of course, there's other parts that I have to like fill in to explain. You know, I have to pause it again, like explain like, why is he calling her stepsister? You know, other things are, or like if he loves her so much, why is he spitting on her? Just other things that, that come up, you know, or like who the fuck is this other guy? Like, he gets all impatient. He's like, can we get through the movie? I'm like, dude, men, you know, like, God, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to be there with you. He's so impatient. Um, little known fact, this is actually how Lord of the Rings started. Um, a man didn't actually write that book. He just, it was actually a woman's backstory while he was waiting to get laid and he just ended up writing a novel. Like, started out as a simple story of trying to get off and then worlds upon worlds later. No? Okay. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend gets really impatient with this kind of stuff. Like, the other day we were doing his fantasy. I won't get into it. I won't I'll spare you guys the details. But he came in all impatient. He's like, why are you reading a chemistry book? I was like, dude, I gotta get into character. Like, I, <laughs> prereqs for nursing school alone, it's gonna take me a minute. <laughs> it's gonna take me a little while. I kinda do this backstory thing in my own relationship. Um, Cause the truth is, I, I met my boyfriend the old fashioned way, just drunk at a bar. <laughs> I don't actually remember meeting him. Um, I don't remember anything until the taxi ride to his house, actually. Which I guess you could say is romantic. Right? Just, I came out of a blackout for you. So technically, I met him in a taxi. Um, guys, you know, in hindsight, he's Arab. Like, he might have just been my driver. <laughs> so anyways, I have to give a backstory to our own uh, relationship, because that's no fun. You know, don't even remember meeting him until I'm fucking him. Like, that's, that's not a good backstory. So I find myself in these fantasies so often that I, I get mad at him sometimes for not remembering anniversaries that I made up in my head. He's <laughs> like, how could you forget? Um, the fuck was I going with that? I was going somewhere with that, but you know what? Doesn't matter. There we go, one minute to think of it. Um, oh well. I, oh, so the other day, I was uh, laying on my boyfriend's chest. I mean, I mentioned he's Arab, so I was laying on his shag rug. And I was fantasizing about the backstory that we never had. And he's like, you know, I want to do your fantasy. You know, we did his, like I mentioned. So he's like, what is your fantasy? I was like, frankly, I think it's just being a girl with class, okay? Uh, and he wanted to know how to act that out. I was like, well, you know, uh, you'll take me to expensive dinners. You'll open the door for me everywhere you go, like buy me some nice gifts. Uh, we're gonna introduce our parents. He's like, whoa, whoa, our parents are in this? 
fucking annoying, right? I'm like, dude, this is my fantasy. Yes, our parents are in it. Men, you know? All right, I'm done ranting about them. Thank you. Allison Hooker, everyone! Yay! It's time for comments. You had a great opportunity at the end in that last joke um, where you first talked about lying on his shag rug chest hair and then you said I wanted to make some backstory and I feel like that's a perfect opportunity to make fun of his back hair I mean it's like a throwaway but still I mean you're already there you're like you already walked us up and then said back after talking about chest hair so you might as well finish that up uh and then the backstory stuff's really funny. It's a great like way to tie it all together. And the backstory about stopping it to be like, but how to get to the anal sex, that was, was gold. It was really, really funny. Cool, thank you. Yeah. You guys can tell her she's perfect too. You oh. don't just have to have, you know. No, no. <laughs> you know what? I, I, uh, I thought like the gem really that was like when you were doing your set was a little tag that you had about getting mad because he doesn't remember anniversaries that you made up. I think that, yeah, I think that in itself is, like, the joke. Like, I feel like if you built around that, because that, that premise alone is really funny, or it's like, I got really mad, and, I, like, I made yeah. up all these, like, anniversaries. and. Okay, cool, yeah, I could go yeah, into the story of so one of them. Fu- I think that's so funny, right? Yeah. Okay, how important one of those days was to me. How could he not remember? All right, cool. And give it a weird name, like. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's got to be, like, totally made up, like, something very obscure. Like, the first time we got Cold Stone. Or like really cheesy, like in the field of daisies when we, yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous. Or, or go off of a weird name that already exists, like a holiday and switch it. So like instead of Yom Kippur, it's like Tom went down or <laughs> some, something, ha- you know, like, but you know, like where it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or country never actually been to together. You know, like, oh, this vacation and, you know, you describe the entire like week of shit and it's like none of it actually happened okay. so yeah okay overindulge yeah but I think it's like more, like I feel like you're gonna focus on one story I think it should be like a bunch of like like how you say like anniversaries that I get made up and he gets mad yeah I think that's good like if it's a bunch of them not just like the one cool yeah, yeah a bunch of shit we did together before I fucked him in my fantasies yeah <laughs> real class act over here <laughs> I don't know anything, but I do think it'd be good if you mentioned your or his fantasy, because um, it just seemed maybe that you were uncomfortable sharing, but then you did share a little bit about it. So I think if okay. you're going to talk about it, maybe you should just kind of give a gist oh, okay. of what it is, rather than being like, I'm not going to tell you guys. Oh yeah, I guess the joke was it just that I was a nurse, so oh, okay. that was. But maybe okay. that wasn't clear. Then I don't know. I don't. I could just not pretend I'm hiding it then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Cool. Thanks. Thank Clap you your hands wildly for Allison Hooker! Allison Hooker, yeah! Your next comedian. He likes metal. He's got to. Look at his beard. Uh, you put Clap your hands together, everybody. It's John Gallagher! You're holding me! I do like metal. Yay! Metal's dope, man. Uh, this is uh, is already starting out better than my last set. Uh, my last set I did yesterday, uh, like right before I went on stage, had a uh, man go into a heart attack and had to have AMTs come and carry him away. So thanks for not doing that, guys. Really, yeah, really fucked up my set. I was very upset at him. 
Uh, and that's kind of where uh, you kind of get after a while. You're like, you know what? The man died, but fuck. That really, really made me do crowd work and work a little bit harder. I'm not okay with any of this. Um, guys, I'm feeling nice. I, uh, I recently had to go to Cleveland, Ohio for my uh, one of my good friend's wedding. And Cleveland's a, a nice place. I had a nice time there. But historically, uh, it is a uh, site of like a lot, like a butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, and I got there and I was like kind of defensive. It's like you get there, it's like it doesn't deserve any of this criticism. Cleveland's a lovely place full of lovely people. And I get defensive because my hometown, Reno, Nevada, is also the source of a lot of criticism. Okay? And that's the reason I decided this so much that like Cleveland deserves none of its criticism. Reno, Nevada, on the other hand, deserves all of its criticism. I'm saying, you know what? And on the other hand, you could criticize it more, make up more horrible shit about Reno, Nevada. It took me going to Cleveland to realize how fucking garbage that place was to grow up, right? Isn't that, and that's a crazy thing to realize about your hometown. But uh, the other thing it was good to realize was that uh, uh, being there, you hit new levels of alcoholism with wedding drunk. Oh, wedding drunk is a good one. Uh, I found a new barometer. Uh, you know you're uh, becoming a big giant booze bag when you get so fucking drunk at a wedding you forget how to do the Macarena. <laughs> like that's that is drunk. That is drunk. And my last wedding was with cowboys. Uh, that, was a, that was a big one. Um, that was a good good thing to do. The other one, uh, another alcoholism thing is I went to the Winchester Mystery House last week and me and the group of people we were with, we drank a bottle of absinthe and uh, yeah, didn't do anything really. It was just kind of, kind of feeling good. No spooky stuff. Just a bottle of absinthe and uh, probably the realization you got to go and make some life changes. That's the kind of thing. The real ghosts are inside you all along, you know. Winchester Mystery House is tight. The cool thing uh, has anybody ever visited the Winchester Mystery House? Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's a cool place. Like, I think the coolest thing uh, about the house was, like, architecture was nice. Ghost stuff was interesting. My favorite part about going to that house and, like, hearing the backstory was that it was a rich person who was guilty. I like that. That was fucking cool. Like, that's the entire mythos. She wrote checks to people that were murdered by the Winchester rifle. Like, she feels bad. That is actually kind of exciting for me. Like a rich person with a fucking conscience? Ooh, baby. Now we're talking. It's like, that's the greatest work of fiction you could ever make. Man, it's like, I have money and feelings. Look at me. Um, I, uh... Like I said, I'd like to talk about the Midwest. It's just, I, I think of a West Coast attitude about how, like, fucked up it is. Like, I've always gravitated towards cities. Cities are great, but they can be overwhelming, right? So sometimes you kind of, at least for me, you have the dream of getting away and getting to the Midwest where it's all nice and quiet. The thing is, like, being away, being in, like, a quiet place, like, it gets you bored, and that helps to foster creativity. But that's also why the cities are great. They're for the same reason, right? Cities will be overwhelming, but at the same time, like, you'll get a cocaine habit or, like, alcoholism or whatever. You'll be busy, though. That's why the Midwest has all the serial killers, you know? Like, that's why they're all from there. It's like, if you're in the Midwest, you're bored, you get creative, and you start wearing your mom as a suit. You know, that's why... It's like you start to have some real kooky ideas out there. Or you'll be the replacements. Either way, it's kind of a, a slim line. Um... I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher, everyone! Funny jokes, yay! 
I specifically thought that serial killer at the end was a great payoff. It was a great payoff, and that the wearing the suit, wearing the mom as a suit, that whole. He, I was like, where the fuck's he going with that? And I was like, oh, okay, it totally pays off. Oh, thank you. Um, the only thing I love, forget the Macarena as well, but I wanted to hear other examples because you were like, this is a new level of debauchery. Oh, sure, yeah. I forgot the Macarena. I wanted to be like, you know, I threw up in the, in the, in the, in the chocolate fountain or, oh, yeah. I mean, something like, because I've been, I've been at weddings and been so drunk that I tried to convince the DJ to let me sing karaoke. <laughs> like, that's yeah. been, that happened. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, nothing like that. Just forgetting the Macarena was like a big one. I was like, oh boy. But, but think of, make up some that are, you know, debaucherous because you, you set us up with like. <laughs> it's like, this is boring. Get something better. All right. Sure. Or you could get, you go innocent with it and say like, I got so drunk, I started drinking out of the non-alcoholic punch bowl like the rest of the night or. Punch. Um, I was, what's the deal with the Reno versus Reno, Nevada? Oh, no, nothing. It was like, no, no, it was like Cleveland versus Reno, Nevada. It was like kind of oh, the deal. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. I was a little confused about like, um, you were saying you can make fun of Reno, Nevada, but not Reno. Oh, I, I think I just misspoke. I meant oh, okay. like Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. I was like, do I not know something about Reno? Yeah. Um, but what, I really liked the serial killer thing a lot too. Cool. And uh, I thought that was really funny. And I also was like wondering what your solution would be. Oh, just, you know, give him like a, a fucking Starbucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> a Starbucks card? That's actually really funny. Like, they just no. need a twenty dollars Starbucks card, and everything will be solved. <laughs> I thought you had like I thought you had like a really good. I thought it was really funny. And you know me, like I love shitting on Reno. Oh yeah, dude. Um, like as much as the next guy. I think I, I think it's so. I think it's so funny though. Like if you were to make that more into the joke, where you'd sort of say like, I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding, and I got Reno shamed. Oh, that's funny. And you're like, you know, if you don't know what Reno shamed is, it's when uh, people shame you. And the thing about this one that really hurt was uh, I was Reno shamed at a wedding in Cleveland, Ohio. And you're like, not outskirts of Cleveland, like proper Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, it might be too soon for this, but when you talked about the Winchester um, widow and her guilt for oh. the people she... The uh, Winchester wife was responsible for killing. I thought, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be fun-loving to tie that in with, uh, you know, this recent Vegas uh, murders oh, about yeah. the machine gun uh, salesperson being responsible sure. for the the deaths? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just me. I thought that would be fun. Yeah, super, exactly. super, super new, super edgy. Too soon? No, Can't exactly. even. Yeah. Well, the good um, the good thing about this is that we all learned our lesson. You know. <laughs> So uh, when you said uh, there was no creepy stuff, just a bottle of absinthe, I think it'd be funny if you were like, because you're talking about no creepy stuff at the house. Sure. It'd be funny if you're like, no creepy stuff, just a bottle of absinthe and a, and a circle jerk. Just a dude. Ah. Like something oh. sexually creepy because oh, okay. there was no creepy stuff. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and there's doors to nowhere in there, so there could be like secret glory holes you've never found. Like you go secret on there, you're like, do ghosts have glory holes too? Like where, where are we getting here? Absolutely. <laughs> That's You're not just not creepy enough. No. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I am. With, with the uh, to go back to the too soon Winchester thing, uh, I would say uh, maybe pondering like I wonder if I can still get some residuals from that. Oh, okay. You know, just just to like keep, go dark thought, but then you know just to throw the audience off. But cool. Right. Really funny set from okay. John Gallagher. <laughs> Meow, meow, meow. You're listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8. Your next comedians, 
pretty new. I'm excited to see what she's going to bring to the stage. Take notes. Pay attention. It's Chloe Keister. Hello. Have you guys ever noticed how prepackaged salads are like nature's shake weight? It like takes forever and you feel like a complete idiot the entire time. Um, I'm in love. Is anyone else in love? Desperately, madly in love. It feels really good. It feels like a movie. I'm pretty sure that one of us is about to die in a tragic accident. Because it would be a pretty bad movie if this was all that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in love. Uh, but I guess every relationship isn't perfect. There are two people in every relationship, so that complicates things. Uh, our current issue is that whenever I want to have sex, he doesn't. And whenever he's not interested in sex, I am. <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, I read an article recently that said that there are more Google searches for why won't my boyfriend have sex with me than why won't my girlfriend, which is weird. It's like kind of surprising to me because I didn't realize I had been Googling it that much. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he uh, He's talked to me about it a lot. We've talked about it and we've kind of come to the conclusion that it's it's really not me, it's just him not wanting to have sex with me. So I'm glad that we talked about it and we cleared the air on that. I feel really good. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's been okay. Uh, I guess a pro for our relationship is that he recently installed a bidet in our toilet, which is cool. He's handy. He's not handsy, just handy. Um, but if you're not familiar with what a bidet is, if you don't work for Google, um, a bidet is a toilet that believes in equality. It, you pee on it, and it pees on you a little bit. <laughs> so at least there is somebody who's kinky in our household. It's just our toilet. So that's fun. Um, I, my mom, gonna talk about something completely different. My mom did a lot of things when I was growing up that I didn't really understand, uh, but primarily she would hire someone to clean our house and then the day before she would clean our house, which seems really inefficient and dumb. Uh, and I didn't really understand for a very long time until like a month ago when I made an appointment to get my vagina waxed. And I looked down and I said, oh no, she can't, that, she, nobody should. Oh no, I really gotta clean up my mess before somebody else cleans up my mess. Oh no. Thank you guys. Chloe Keister, killer last joke, yeah. That last joke was really great. There's, n there's no tips or help I could give you that, that at all. It's a really funny joke. I would say on the uh, bidet one, uh, I would make it a little grosser, something like, finally something will touch my butthole, because oh, you went yeah. with, like, he's so prude or whatever, and then you could, you could it would be really surprising for you to be like, finally, finally something will touch my butthole, Somebody or whatever, so yeah. It's my toilet. <laughs> but the peeing on you works too. Just, I mean, I feel like there's room for both. Sure. <laughs> 
Uh, great set. Loved the the last joke was killer. I, I with the. I think you can keep going with the boyfriend won't have sex with you, mm. but it, invert it so that it's like um, everything you're proposing is way too much. Uh, like, like you know, the, like the peeing on you thing tied to the bidet, bidet mm. that's good. But then like, I got a butt plug for him. Like everything's about like things you're gonna do to him. Mm-hmm. So it's less sex and more revenge kind of. Uh, um, but just a thought. Okay. Yeah, but otherwise loved it. Thank you. Yeah, the last one was awesome. <clears throat> that was really funny. And um, at the beginning, with the shake weight thing, I think everyone kind of connects shake weight with, like, hand jobs. Oh, yeah. So um, the most action that I get. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so something, I don't know, just, like, figure, like, yeah. I think the, 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 the end of that, it was, like, it's just kind of annoying or whatever, but, like, it's mm-hmm. definitely very sexual, and then you have, like, a very sexual theme. Oh, the way to link it. Yeah, so I would just link it together with okay. somehow, if you figure that out on your own, but I think that would be a really fun way to like start that up, because I do think it's a funny idea of thinking of like salads, uh, those pre-made salads is like a, you know, a passive-aggressive version of a shake weight, something like that, like a hidden one. And, and the only thing that'll toss your salad is the bidet. Eh. Salad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hooked on your bidet thing. <laughs> I'd also like to be on your bidet. Uh, <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> No, it's a great site. You're very funny. Thank uh, you. Um, maybe with the bidet thing, I'll just throw this out there. You know, just like in any good good relationship, you got to give to get. Mm. See if I'm about peeing on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I got. Cool. So. Thank you. Clap wildly for Chloe Keister. Is that right? It's not Keister. It's actually Keister. Keister yeah. Yeah, and every I'm so sorry, Dave. Kids must have. It was just an easy shot, wasn't it, when you were a child? <laughs> People had to work hard to make fun of me. They'd be like, Pam Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, you look like an old man. And I'm like, that doesn't really work. Uh, the other one was Benji. You know why we call you Benji? Because you look like a dog. Ah, ha, ha. But you kids don't even know who Benji was. See, I'm that much older than you. Your next comedian, she'll remember who Benji was. Put your hands together for Judah Silverstein. <laughs> Tough act to follow. So I am um, I'm grateful to be here. I got here without dying in a hail of gunfire. That's always a good day. Um, but I do have my problems. Uh, like I am wearing uncomfortable underwear right now. Um, and that's the privilege of being alive. Some people are dying on the killing fields of Las Vegas. And uh, I just have, I'm just have uncomfortable underwear. Um, now, I'm, I'm only wearing these uh, because it's that time in the laundry cycle, uh, but they do live in my underwear drawer. Um, I mean, if um, Hugh Hefner is dead, uh, they really shouldn't be there anymore. Um, and there they are lying there reminding us uh, how much women's clothes uh, really hate us, how they've hated us through the ages. They, um, they're always telling us we're supposed to have a body that's like a different shape, like it's, it's squeezing you in here, or it's like stretching you out there, or puffing you out or something, and um, just poking and prodding. And, um, uh, you know, and this has gotten actually a lot better, uh, you know, certainly historically. Um, I, I've seen my, what my great-grandmother uh, used to wear uh, because of uh, uh, the vampires who live forever in my family. I have actually seen my great-grandmother's um, underwear drying in the uh, 
bathroom. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, still, uh, even though it's, it's uh, you know, it's even though it's gotten better, it's uh, still a problem. Uh, man, am I bungling this up. Uh, but even though it has gotten better, uh, I'm, I still manage to be wearing underwear whose fabric refuses to acknowledge that the, the pussy needs to breathe. Uh, and, uh, you know, boots that are asking me to be just a little bit taller uh, than I am, uh, feet be damned. Uh, so what I, I really need to have Susan Brownmiller do a Marie Kondo uh, in my underwear drawer. Uh, do these uh, large nylon panties empower me? I don't know. Do they? Do you even know who Marie Kondo is? I don't know. Uh, so I have a very different experience of porn uh, than Allison uh, d does, uh, I, um, and it's kind of connected with um, one of my very uh, favorite themes of uh, menopausal uh, sexuality. Um, and you know, I um, in my you know getting later years, um, I actually watch a, a lot of porn and uh, I enjoy it. And I'm actually very impatient. I'm kind of like. Come on, come on! Enough. That's enough of that blowjob. Like, let's just move on to the main act. Um, so I guess we're we're all uh, different. Um, but uh, it does, um, as a woman, you know, it does affect me watching it uh, because it's it's a very depressing thought for me that. Um, uh, I, at the age of 53, I'm actually leaving my MILF years. I, I'm technically speaking, I'm not even a MILF. I'm a mature. Um, and that kind of gets into the freak territory, you know, where anybody that uh, wants to fuck you is actually some kind of a freak. Um, so that's fun, and I enjoy that. It's very empowering. Um, and, uh, but you know, um, I do, uh, on the good side of porn, I do think it is bringing us uh, together, um, wrapping up very quickly here. Um, the, uh, uh, like the other night, I heard a young male comic here talking about watching exactly the same porn that I watch, and it was like me and this young guy, and we are actually sharing this experience and and I thought you know <laughs> damn I am still in the game uh, because if those people on my Facebook page are my friends I think I can say that that guy is my lover so that's pretty cool and I think I'm just I'll just leave you with that uh, thought uh, thank you guys Judah Silverstein loves porn yay Comments. You know what I like? I don't know. This isn't really so much about like. Well, I guess it kind of is, but like, <laughs> I thought you went. You talk so fast. It almost could, like. Too fast. There's no way I can tell where your bit is. Like it just yeah, seems like one really one long thought. And it was like I like maybe if you just did like one joke and like you just slowed down and this completely was like let me focus on this one joke. Yep, would, I hear that. Because I feel like the way more like you, I thought you were like way funnier when you just sort of spluttered out that you're like oh i'm not really a milf anymore and, and it was like it was like you spoke slowly like i got what you were saying and it was funny it was like oh, i'm not i'm not even a real milf like that was funny but then like everything before that was just so long and just like i didn't i didn't know what you were like like even though like, i don't know also like i don't know if you would open up with like the vegas shooting thing because like i know it's like edgy like do you really want to split the crowd when you get up there in less than like 10 seconds I hear you. Too soon. Too soon. Not even too. Not even too soon. Just like 
in general like uh-huh. i mean let's be like if you're gonna if you're gonna like work at a club right. or something like i mean i don't know this because like I'm, i mean you're right. like, like i'm same, a selfish same. asshole and, and it's no like not no funny. like i'm saying yeah. like same, no i mean like, we're like the same what i'm saying yeah. like we're like the same level and stuff but like right. i don't think a lot of people are going to want a host that's going to be like hey guys like first thing up here like give it up for your, your bar and then like by the way like you know they're shooting people are dead in las vegas like i totally hear it okay so that one didn't work whoop I feel like it'd be better if you like edgy. went with the MILF thing. For, it's not even, as I'm saying, it's not edgy. It's true, true. I, I, it was clear to me that the act didn't, I, nothing cut, really caught on until I got into the MILF thing. And I did make the mistake. I just wrote the, the first part of it just on my way here on the train. And I thought, oh, I'll just try it anyway. So. But I think, you know true. what, it's you know written. what though? I think like, right. this is like, I think you would, you'd like perform way better if you got out of that mentality where like, this is too edgy because it's not edgy. It's divisive. Oh, I hear that. Oh, going back yeah. to the that like, other so thing. You should, I, I, think, I, I hear I think, that. No, yeah. it's, it's, I think you'd be better work. if like you, if you, you got out of that like. Oh, this is an edgy bit. It's like because it's not edgy. It's like you're just basically dividing the crowd. And like I don't. Know I, if you I hear that. Do. I hear the edgy thing is my wishful thinking. Uh, I, I'm re- I'm registering that. There's wishful thinking and then there's reality. That's what joke workshop is for. I would Get say your delusions. I've, I really like the concept of like general suffering and then you just have an underwear issue so I feel like that was a funny concept yeah I really like that kind of premise for the joke I think if you just found something different that doesn't make people sad as sad yeah Yeah. then I think just like suffering that we're all okay with or something I don't know I hear that (laughs) no that was funny the underwear thing was funny and the porn everyone liked the porn stuff that was everyone was relating there porn is bringing us together or even something dark like the suffering of your underwear like but it's just so hard to ignore because we can ignore other people's suffering sometimes. So I was thinking about the underwear. So uh, it, it, because you referenced your grandmother's underwear, so it's you know uh, that level of suffering was it's made out of bone whale, right? <laughs> so all those po- poor whales had to die so that Nana could look hot and get fucked. But you know now I have to wear stuff that's sewn together by little children. I mean you know it's so it's just. Yeah, yep. another dimension, a, a way to t- uh, tie the personal suffering in. Thanks and, a lot, guys. And you can make the joke actually dark because your underwear are black. Put your hands together, everybody, for Judah Silverstein! <laughs> Yay! Your next comedian has a show here on Mutiny Radio every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. He also has two books. You should buy them right now on Amazon. They're called High Time Storytime, Volume 1 and 2. Volume 3 coming out soon, but you get to listen to them right now. Take notes and pay attention. It's Arden. Yeah, walk the audience hooray. Oh, how all four are you doing today? Good? All right. I'm doing all right. All right. So uh, I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to work on something that uh, my personal Lord and Savior, Elon, Elon Musk, is back in the news. And I, I figured I have to talk about him uh, because he has now decided that he's going to use rockets to transport us across uh, the world. And, uh, you know, they're, they're saying New York to Moscow in 38 minutes. Right? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's amazing, but I mean, the Russians aren't going to know whether it's the red eye or first strike. I mean, you know, uh, and and it made me think about how this is going to be no improvement over traditional air travel, right? Because as it is, if I'm getting on the red eye, I'm really tired, and I sit down in my seat, 
and uh, now I'm in the Elon Musk rocket port, right? And I'm like, all right, I got to be in fucking Moscow. I sit in my seat, and they close the door, and they say, next stop, the moon. I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm going to be late. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's at least the in-flight entertainment's going to be a step up, you know, because it's just going to be 38 minutes. Ah! We're all gonna fucking die! <laughs> but I mean, it is the nice that no more TSA. No more TSA because the terrorists, if it's gonna blow itself up, I mean, what's the point, you know? And they said that the cost of every ticket is going to be the same as an economy seat because you're not buying a ticket to get somewhere. You're buying a scratch-off lotto ticket on whether you're going to die by the time you get there. I mean, Jesus Christ. And you want to talk about flight delays. You know, NASA has to delay a flight for fucking birds, cloudy day, alien invasion. It's just... What do we, you know, we're going to be late constantly. This is no one proof. Not only that, no more, forget carry-on luggage. It's going to be, hey, we're three grams overweight. Who didn't shake after taking a leak? Come on. Let's get this done. Get off the ground. Oh. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a fun idea, Mr. Musk. I just hope, I hope against hope that it works out for you. Because you need more money. You really need more money. And uh, so we'll change topics real quick. So everybody knows I wear my bandana, and it finally happened. I got asked if I was in a gang uh, outside the Safeway here in uh, the mission. And I was just flattered, you know, to think that someone would think that a group of people would want me around for an extended period of time, you know, and care enough to stomp me into the group, you know? It's, it's, oh, oh, don't feel bad for me. I'm an asshole. No, but it, I, I had another run-in with another group of individuals outside of uh, the, the Crazy Horse downtown because I was doing comedy down there the other night. And uh, they asked me, uh, you want some weed? And I was like, no, guys, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm white broke. I, I got no money for weed. No money for weed, sorry, just white broke. Uh, but uh, I, I doing comedy at the Crazy Horse. Uh, yes, yes, it's very loud. Uh, but doing comedy at the Crazy Horse made me realize something about uh, boobs. And that is that boobs, to me, are just like Chinese food. Because... You, you, can, you can have boobs all day long, and you can finally get to the point where you're like, I, I've had too much boobs. Too much boobs, can't have any more boobs. But the minute boobs are gone, like five minutes later, I'm going, you know, I could go for some tits right now. You know, just, just some tits, nibble on. Anyway, I'll leave you with this. Uh, no, that last one was pretty good. I'm leaving it with that one. All right, it's been my time. My name's Arden. He's going to get to eat, eat, meet Elon Musk. We, I hope we don't have to eat Elon Musk. Uh, I loved your shake uh, who had, didn't shake their dick after they leaked because of the extra you know, quarter ounce or whatever. It's very funny. And I feel like you could do a callback with the boobs and uh, talk about something like shake shake those tits after you leave. Something about them like Who didn't pump and dump or, before. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it, it could just be a callback once you start talking about boobs and you could be like, ah, you know, I know Elon Musk feels about tits. So you better shake them after you leak or whatever. You know, it, I just feel like it'd be a stupid callback, but it could be fun. Yeah. Because shaking titties is fun. It seemed like you were getting there anyway. Yeah. 
others. Come on, I'm not All that right, good. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, great set. Um, uh, my favorite part was uh, Red Eye or First Strike. That was just a great, like, rhythmically, I liked the way it sounded. It made me laugh. Um, one of the great things about your bit is I just thought it was a really great emotion. Like, you, the beginning of the whole set, it was just like immediately like, ah, ah, there's a lot of just great, and it was super entertaining. And then just... Um, the scream during the blast off was great because just another just another bold choice and I just enjoyed it, man. Nice. Thank you. Others. Bueller, Bueller. Come on. All right, Jesus. I, I guess I'm guess I'm ready for who's the new late night asshole who everybody likes now? Because oh, I, I, I don't watch TV. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I get called over to the couch. All right. Well, Woo-hoo! thank you very much. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Clap, clap your hands wildly for Arden. Listen to his show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space here on MutinyRadio.fm. Your next comedian. Funny guy, it's been a while since we've seen him. I'm glad he's back. Clap wildly and pay attention. It's Eric Ibsen. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm feeling funny today. Some days I don't feel funny, just like some days I don't feel fresh. But this is a good day. Yeah, I, I changed my underwear for you guys. So it's it's a good day. Um, uh, Arden, very funny. Love love your stuff. I love that everybody's talking about porn tonight. So like, since all the cool kids are doing it, I feel like I want to do it myself. So I, unlike a lot of guys, I smoked open, surf porn. Um, but it actually had an unexpected outcome because I, while surfing porn high, I. You know how you notice stuff? Well, I noticed that there's like a lot of women, I'm sorry, actresses, uh, that wear crosses while they're sucking dick. <laughs> Have you, has anybody noticed that? Oh my God, all the, it is, it is the ultimate in product placement of that cross hitting the guy's balls and I'm just like, I have found Jesus. Praise the Lord and shame the devil. Take me to the church. I want to meet these women. Yes. I also find Christianity compatibility compatible for me because I, I found out Jesus is a Capricorn. So um, I'm all in there. Uh, wow, that, that was like a comedy in Germany. Yeah? <laughs> it's not funny. So uh, I tell you another joke now. <laughs> yeah, vielen Dank, mein Herr. So, uh, I actually, uh, I, we are talking about travel, but this is the truth. I flew in this morning. I actually was in New York City to see, uh, I saw my son, the loud laugher. And uh, I, I took the red eye, and uh, I was, I'm a giant. I don't know, you might have noticed that. Yeah. Uh, so sitting in economy or even economy plus is a really painful experience for me. And I was so happy. I got upgraded to, yes, thank you. I, I, I travel a crap ton and I'm just so grateful when that happens. And so I got one of those seats, um, which is, uh, which folds down so you can sleep on it. Um, and so there was this uh, older woman next to me, and I, I just, I was so tired. I, I went to sleep immediately. And this morning, I was on my side, I was sleeping. <laughs> I woke up, and I woke up, 
And she woke up at the same time and we looked at each other's eyes and we both had this, you could just see it. We're both like, what the fuck, what happened? It was like a hangover moment. Like, what did I drink last night? Oh, and I just went immediately to my go-to of like, this is great, you're great, but this can't happen again. Yeah, she was as confused as me. But uh, <laughs> look, I, 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 uh, I don't, I don't want to have sex with women my mom's age. I mean, I still do. But uh, anyway, no, it's important. It's important to get to know each other. My mom. I'll, I'll leave you this. My mom always said, Eric, you've got to be friends before you can be lovers. And I'd always say, But mom, I'm only six. It's a lot of pressure. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Eric Ibsen, everyone. Hooray. That thing about the crosses in porn and that act out on the end was perfect. I mean, there's nothing. It was just, I just wish it was longer. It was so funny. Just the, I never, just the noticing about crosses, giving blowjobs and then hitting the balls. Like, and then your act out on top of it was spirited and awesome. And I feel like thumbs up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, in addition, I thought maybe with the, uh, with the, um, with that part, maybe you could add in that the Holy Trinity would be like the two balls and the cock and you know, some sort of Holy Spirit coming out. I, mean, I thought maybe you could just add on just a little bit. Yeah, of yeah. But it was, it was just a, a really great bit. It was fun. Oh, thank you. And I was just kind of riffing there. So. No, it was great. Then it was, oh. then it was definitely working. I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought everything was polished and stuff that you'd written today, like, I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that you were just coming off the thank you. the cuff. No, I watch that much porn, but yeah. Well, no, but, but the thing is, but again, it happened with Judith earlier. It's when, and I'm not trying to be offensive or anything, but you're, you know, and I feel like I'm old too, but you're even older than I am. Oh my God, but that it's a great way to um, engender yourself to your audiences to have something in common, and it just seems like everybody at this point watches porn, and it's one of those ways that, like, it's. It's more, and I know the people are shying away from the word edgy or whatever, but it's it's more edgy than talking about TV. Like things make me crazy when I see comedians on stage and they interact with their audience, they connect with their audience by talking about something stupid on TV. And I'm like, okay, that sucks because you're taking something outside. You're, instead of connecting with them person to person, you're like, let's connect about this thing outside of ourselves. But somehow with porn, it's somehow because it already deals with sexuality, it makes it more intimate. So it like. But I'd rather see people externally connect on an idea like porn than with something as banal as TV. So, I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah. I, come, I think it has to do him. with, uh, if, if you're talking about TV, you're talking about a specific show which has very specific concepts and things to it that you're tying to, a whole mythos, right? Sure. But porn, you're talking about, I dig lesbians. I dig brother-sister. Well, I dig whatever people, it is. But it's, it's people being sexual with one another. In, and being in whatever more honest that means. in a sense. Yeah. Whether it's fetishized or whether it's, yeah. And, and everything's out there now, so it's like, oh, yeah. what are you into? You like people sucking your toes? There's... I mean, there's hot, like it's whatever nuance. But when you say porn as a whole idea, I yeah. see what you're saying. It's like, it's such a large, it'd be, it'd be like talking about Jesus. When you talk about Jesus, that's such like a large encompassing religion. Yeah. Whereas, right. That, and we all have some sort of understanding. It's a common knowledge versus TV shows, very subjective, and very specific. It's like, I'm a fandom of this, or I have no idea what's going on. You have to explain it to me. Right. Versus porn, where it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I did all myself. So yeah, let's talk about the thing I did all myself to. 
Right. And of course, we all know that Jesus made the world's best porno, (laughs) the second coming of Christ. Drop the mic. Everybody, Eric Ibsen, yay! The second coming of Christ, coming to theaters near you. It's going to be coming, yeah, coming, going straight into your ear holes. Here on Mutiny Radio. All right, Erica Vizen, yay! Your next comedian. She has a great show here on Tuesday mornings from 10 to noon called Quantum Division, but she's also taking over the happy hour open mic, which is going to be every Friday from 6 to 8. She's a great host. She's a great person. She's a very funny lady, and you're going to love her right now. It's Trina Roderick! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, uh... Oh, what a week. I mean, God, I just, every time there's a shooting, I get so uh, sad. And I just, I can't let Las Vegas. I mean, is nothing sacred? I just, come on now. Why attack adult fun? Um, let's attack television instead. So I watch, well, let me back up a little bit. I, I've been doing a lot of soul searching for my for my podcast, which is Tuesdays 10 to 12, as you guys may or may not already know. So I've been asking myself, you know, I finally, you know, you get to that point where, you know, I was like, okay, let's just cut to some good old standbys, right, in terms of, you know, how to meta- metaphysically or philosophically guide our behavior, right? So I was like, well, what would JC do, right? That's a popular one, and by JC, I mean Jim Carrey, of course. Right? Because I saw him recently, he said, uh, you know, God is in the room, which, what the fuck? You know, God is always, if God is in the room now, he's always been in the room. Let's talk about some shit that actually changed that we need to do. So, I mean, unless God's going to fart, then he needs to leave the room. Otherwise, like, what the fuck? He's always fucking been in the room. So, um, so, so well, let's 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 talk about the the, the reality of life as as we know it. And that is, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, crime shows on on TV. I love the the crime show genre, like Agatha Christie. That's my personality. I'm an INFJ. I love the Agatha Christie right type shit. All that shit. Like, you know alcoholic you know uh, what is a detective that's in, in some Timbuktu it's all the same setup right but but at, because it's all the same setup it, it can teach us we can this pattern can teach us so for example if you're home watching television eating potato chips and you've got like potato chips all over your chest, you're sitting on the couch next to you, your mom or some other person who's obviously gonna lie for you no matter what, right? That person's asleep and drooling. You better photograph all of that shit and I mean all of that shit because you never know, there might be police officers across town documenting a crime scene with your name on it. And if you don't got your shit documented, right, because they're documenting, let me tell you what, they're taking photographs with your name on them, 
And if you can't prove you're sitting at home with potato chips on your, right? Number one, document the potato chips and the drool, especially if there's drool or some shit. Like, she's going to, they're going to be like, well, you were asleep, weren't you? And she's going to finally, give, oh, I was asleep, right? Anyway, number one. Number two, don't hang out with people then who are willing to lie for you. Only hang out with people who hate you so much that if anyone ever questions where you were and this person vouches for you, they're going to be like, oh, well. So and so said she was. She had she was because so and so would love to her see her ass locked up, right? All right, fine. Um, I you know what? That, I don't really. I didn't. I usually stop for a beer and organize my shit, and I didn't do that. This, so this is all, huh? So oh oh oh, how about this? How about this? Uh, well, no, that's the law library. I shit every time I'm in. The law library just makes me want to shit. I don't know, something about it. The L.A. law library, I shit the second I beeline to the bathroom, shit. Right? If you see me in the law library, I go to the bathroom and come out again, the happy, I just took a shit. That's a guarantee. I always shit in the law library. Always. Anyway, that's it. (laughs) Sorry. Did that just happen? Ian was um, distracting me, so I don't know no what just worries. happened. Everybody, he Trina Roderick. Me too, Ian. Yay! Uh, oh, also, I'm wearing the other half of the friendship maxi. Right? I love the Which friendship I noticed skirt. These these sons of bitches will untie your shoelaces. Like you can't get more than two blocks without your shoelaces coming untied in one of these fucking maxi skirts. So I'm gonna have to sell the maxi skirt with some of those high tech shoelaces well if you if you you have cut problem? it if you cut it near your your ankles and it's not a problem oh. you just have to, uh hey i loved that jc the reversals you do really funny reversals like where you take us down a road and then you Dude. say something completely different it's very funny you know and, why because i've been reversing since i was born <laughs> i love the reverse well you were you had really funny ones in this one um, and you mentioned, I got lost because you never said the word alibi. Yeah. I think oh. the key to that joke okay, yes, is right, that you're, you're on the right. thing well, with I your mom. To, okay, you're right. I have to say it at some point. Because yeah. I got lost and I'm like, oh, she's talking about an alibi. And then yeah. I'm like, is she forgetting Well, because the word while you're sitting there, old? you don't realize you need an alibi. You don't need, think, you don't realize you need an alibi f- you know, till well, the then, shit hits the fan. Well, then that's, you find out what's been happening across town. Right, then that's sleeping. where your punchline is, is that in using the word alibi. But you've okay. got to tell us. Cause okay, was, I'll listen to it but it's it But it's funny. Uh, and then also, better than... Uh, it more, it's still an old reference, but it's more topical than the Agatha Christie is Murder, She Wrote with Angela Lansbury, because okay. it is a TV thing. Well, they're and all over the place, even still. It's it, all It's same. true, but... I, I need to, I'll think of some... Murder, Murder, She Wrote is on Netflix right now, and her pantsuits oh, are insanely awesome. Yep. Just, if you can go through and look at Angela Lansbury's pantsuits, it mm-hmm. is it is a joy. And I have a theory about her anyways that she, it's actually a serial killer show because she killed everyone. Oh yeah. That's, murder, that's murder, so, she wrote. She was the murderer. She just that. found other people to pin it on. <laughs> but really, she, she was all her. She was a killer. 
in yeah. pantsuits. And it was, it was very, it it does, very funny. The, the series do get weird when they're always, you know, Poirot is better because he gets called to the murders, right? Right, like he's right. He's not just happen to be there. Right. But see, men I get the could do that. Like, Ooh, the men train. could do that. Women had to just happen to be there because we weren't technically allowed to do it. Sure, sure, sure. Right? So there's no, like, setting up shop. Yeah, Unless there's not a lot of PIs. On Miss Fisher. She's right, that was great. Oh that 20s God, so and Miss Fisher good. stuff. Yeah, really great outfits in that show. Yeah. Arden has comments. Yes, uh, loved everything. Uh, the The idea of needing an alibi, because you, you kind of touched on this, which was the amount of hoops you'd have to jump through to establish an alibi mm-hmm. if you didn't have one already. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking you could start talk about like tracking down credit card receipts for like buying a Disney movie and then tracking down the hacker group that has the webcam recording of you doing Disney tunes in front of the TV by yourself. Like, you know, you could go absurd mm-hmm, with it and just mm-hmm. keep playing with it. Uh, the other was uh, just a, a, uh, you might want to try a take on it with the whole bit about God being in the room and everything. Mm-hmm. Do it super cutesy clean and then blaspheme at the end real hard. Mm. So, but Kay. no, I, I, I loved where you're going with that too. Cool. So. Excellent. Cool, thank you. Um, back on the alibi bit, a way to round that out is you kind of it's you're kind of talking about like a change in lifestyle, right? Like, so maybe sorry, like, so that's why I've started ostracizing everybody so that no one likes me, so that everyone is a good alibi for me, right? It's just like how the change, what the change, like, is something to like finish off with, like, mm-hmm. you know, I might not have any friends, I might not blah blah blah, but hey. No one's going to pin anything on me. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something like that. I don't yeah. know. It's a thought. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Trina, you're out. Yay, Trina Rodriguez. Yeah. Again, subscribe to her show, Quantum Division, every Tuesday from 10 to noon. And she's now going to be running the happy hour on Fridays from 6 to 8 so that I can drink and be happy. Yay. Yay. Your next comedian, we I had such a fun time last week. He came in to Some Call Me Tim. You guys can listen to that two-hour-long interview. What a great time I had with this comedian. I learned all kinds of things about him. I learned that everything that, you know, that I think about people that are millennials is not true. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's a really cool guy, and I, I, I thought he was kind of a schlub before I knew, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're like a smart, you have a job? Like, you do what? He just kept blowing my mind again and again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn not to be so fucking judgmental. Like, it's the Jew in me. I don't know what to do. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Marty Cunney. Uh, for the record, Pam, I am a schlub, and I don't have a job, which was part of what the conversation was about. I could if I wanted to. No. Uh, well, funny thing about my job. Uh, guess what the uh, guess what the shooter in Las Vegas was? Accountant. He was an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually like. Uh, apparently, he was very a very successful retired accountant. Uh, led a pretty normal, pretty normal rich person life. No one really is. I mean, obviously, we'll delve more into it as time goes on. So I'm kind of rethinking. Uh, it's like. That was that guy kind of had like what I was going for. Is that gonna be me? Like, oh shit! <laughs> I better watch out. Anyways, let's get to other things. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about in the media and in, in public lately about white privilege, and uh, I wish we'd stop because um, I want people to leave it alone. I want to keep my white privilege. It's the greatest, man. Um, and I. 
I, I know that I could talk about white, white privilege. I know that uh, that's the best part about white privilege is right. Is that we, uh, we think we can just talk about it. Like we think we're the ones that are okay to be talking about it. That's like number one key about white privilege. But uh, yeah, as someone that, you know, I, I mean, obviously I look like, uh, you know, someone that thinks it's okay to use the phrase, those people, uh, you know, locks his doors when he rides to the tenderloin, uh, was happy the Niners got moved to Santa Clara so we wouldn't be, have to drive through the same neighborhood as those people. Um, yeah, I tell you, it's great. Like, it gets you all these great, like, uh, these great, great perks. Like, uh, I don't know, have you guys, are you guys, any of you guys on the trusted travelers list? It's basically like, uh, I get to skip TSA list. It's like taking it back to like the old days. Like I'm almost expecting like a hot cocktail waitress on the, on the airplane. Like that's how it feels. It's like, I could probably smuggle cocaine in a backpack through like the security machine. It wouldn't be a problem. Taking it back to the old school. Uh, and it was really easy too. Cause, uh, I mean, to go in to take the test, all I had to do is name four members of uh, Fleetwood Mac. That's all it took. It's like, oh, thank you, Lindsey Buckingham. It's only a men's name if you're a rock star. But uh, for people that aren't um, people that aren't white, I like I like to to you know try to tell them how to, how to get a taste of the good life. Like this is what white privilege is like. So for people that aren't white, to experience white privilege, just be really, 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 really beautiful. Like really good looking, like extremely good looking. Uh, I, I always point to the case of uh, a local local hero, uh, Jeremy Meeks. Uh, Jeremy Meeks is a Stockton man. Um, he had uh, was once convicted of aggravated assault, and then was arrested on felony weapon charges, uh, as well as uh, I believe he was just on uh, you know federal watch list for being a crip. Uh, but he took the sexiest mugshot anyone's ever seen. Are you guys aware of who I'm talking about? The sexy felon? The guy with like the, the blue eyes? Literally his mugshot was like this. It was like, like he was posing. Like it was crazy. And that guy got, a, got away on those charges, uh, which normally easily five to, five to 15 years, something like that. He got uh, 27 months. And as soon as he got out, got a modeling contract. He was in New York Fashion Week last week. So... If you want to experience white privilege, just try being really, 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 really beautiful. And that's kind of what it's like. So I'll leave it with that. Thanks a lot, guys. Yay, Marty Cunny! Pointing out the truths that women have known since the beginning of time. Just shut up and look pretty and everything will be okay. Uh, hey, comments from Marty Cunny. Funny stuff. Yay! All right. Um, yeah, if I may, as a black man, I would like to, uh, <laughs> it's radio. You are black. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I, I, I think maybe just the, the part where you said for those people that I forget what the word wording was, I, sorry, cause I wasn't taking notes, but about when you're talking about white privilege and then for those people that are, are not white or black or something like that, I don't know where it just. Something in me cringed at that point, so maybe because I'd already said those people as yeah. like a reference of how racist <laughs> you know, I was. Yeah, but just, just, uh, well, this, do you think I should take ramp it up or take it or ramp it down? I, I think tread very carefully because you want to be likable and and uh, you know maybe yeah just maybe I kind of like, botched like, the like, intro where I try to make myself more likable and uh, 
It's less me talking about how much I don't want my white privilege taken away, but I accidentally led with that yeah. instead. That was like my old intro. And, yeah. uh, and you, you actually, yeah. just on that, you could actually say, you know, it's like Fight Club, you know, we don't like to talk about it, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to give you the lowdown just so you know. Yeah. Some secrets or something like that. Like yeah, okay. On, yeah, that makes sense. On, uh, but anyway, good stuff. I, I Yeah, just, but just tread carefully so yeah. you don't get killed. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, you've got, you're attacking down. You've got to make that as, you got to go into I'm attacking down mode. Usually if I know in a set that I'm going to attack down at some point in that set, I start with a joke where I'm pissing myself. Like literally I'm going to, I'm 48 so it happens all the time. It's easy to do. <laughs> but my point is I, if you hear me tell a joke where I'm pissing myself, the next, at some point later the bit is going to be I'm technically attacking somebody who's, I'm, should, so you got to just be Really careful. Humiliate yourself yeah. in any way possible, as many times as possible, because it's. It, I mean, it this would be, definitely not be joke number one. <laughs> well, no. I mean, the, the whole the thing. The rugby club I mean, shirt. There, not helping. You know, yeah, then the rugby help. club shirt not helping. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just do some real soul soul searching because you, that's. Yeah. I mean, the you're you're not talking to people who. People know what white privilege. If you're not white, you know exactly what white privilege is. You know what white privilege is better than a white person. So keep that in mind. I mean, just really be careful. Yeah, that's again. I kind of botched that bit where it's supposed to end up with say people with me saying like, and for those of you who say that you know, I shouldn't be talking about white privilege about white privileges. That's one of the key parts about white privilege is not knowing that you can't talk about that. <laughs> but I botched that. So. Or not knowing that, not knowing that it affects you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not really knowing what the fuck to talk about when you're talking about white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the G spot. Uh, clap. Yeah, I know who can find that. Uh, I have a hard time looking for racism too. Just kidding. That's, I can see that everywhere. I still can't find the G spot though. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Marty Cunning. All right, your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Uh, so the uh, I got my degree in school. I got my degree in uh, broadcast electronic communications arts, uh, which is a complicated way of saying I make lattes for a living. Uh, that's, I recently had someone recognize me from doing comedy in public though. This was kind of a first. Someone came up to me and said, Hey, you do comedy, don't you? And I was like, uh, yes, I do. And they're like, Oh, that's great. I'll take a cappuccino. And that was kind of, that was a slight blow. I got a, I recently got a, uh, uh, a work nickname. Does anyone have a nickname that's just at work? I got a work nickname. My work nickname, so the guys at the kitchen uh, that I work at, they work in the back kitchen of the cafe, uh, they mostly speak Spanish, and they recently named me uh, the Handsome Man. Right, the Handsome Man, that's pretty good, which apparently in Spanish is pronounced puta. So that is, so I am a puta. That is me, right here. And one big old puta, just right here. I've recently heard some people say that uh, uh, this generation, I'm a millennial, uh, I like being a millennial, but I've heard people say that millennials are the worst generation, right? The worst generation. I've heard people say, yeah, I've heard that. And to that, I just say, to that, I say, uh, I'm sorry, have you met old people? Like, it is not a great demographic we're working with. You know what my grandfather did for fun? He played hoop stick. That's where you take a hoop and you hit it with a stick. I had Game Boy. Get out of here with your weak ass shit, Grandpa. You got nothing on my Game Boy. 
Uh, that's my that's my hoop stick material. That's uh, so this uh, some of the older generation they say uh, millennials are too sensitive and too you know they're they're too sensitive too emotional. And I get I think the older generations would have been more sensitive and emotional if they weren't too busy killing Native Americans. Like that is just hard. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna kill themselves. So you got to get out there. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's harsh. It's so uh, I think the point I'm saying we're not that different. Um, I've been, I have been working on something. This, this isn't really a joke. Uh, I've been thinking of this, uh, this conversation I want to have with my father. Uh, this isn't a conversation I've actually had, uh, but it's a conversation uh, I think I will have soon. Um, I actually need some help for the... Actually, could you help me really quickly? I mean, no, no, actually, come up on, on stage. Um, okay, so this is just uh, this is a script uh, I've written. This is So you'll be playing my father. So you are a 55-year-old divorcee. Uh, who loves soccer more than his children. Okay, now now hold this. Okay, and if you could just start with the opening line, please. Hello, my son. Oh, and actually, my dad is from Scotland. Okay. Scotland. So if you could just do it with a Scottish accent. Yep. Okay, great. Hello, my son. Uh, still missing... So, can we actually cue poignant emotional music, please? Okay, there we go. Okay, uh, let's take it from the top. Hello, my son. Hello, papa. Sean, I just want you to know I love you and I'm proud of you. Thank you, Pa. I love you too. It's important to know that I love you. You're so much better than your sister. I hate that cunt. Whoa! Dad, that's a little harsh. No, it's true. Your sister's name might as well be Cunty McCuntface. I hate her and I hope she dies of dysentery. Ah, you really don't like her. God, I hate her so much. She could take a career and go fuck herself. I'd much rather have a son with no career or future prospects. I love you, son. I love you too, Papa. I also no longer think playing Magic the Gathering is a waste of money. In fact, I think it's a great game for a handsome, attractive man. I'm glad you see that playing Magic the Gathering is for cool dudes, finally. Yes, totally. Only really awesome dudes play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> End of scene one. There's one last thing I must tell you, my boy. Yes, Papa! I've decided I'm no longer divorcing your mother. We can be a family again. Oh, Papa! That's great! Now you don't need to get a job. You can live with us for as long as you want. I'm so happy, Papa! Now let me hold you like I've never held you before. What a handshake was this? this is, you're not part of a fucking union? <laughs> Do as you're told, goddamn actors. Fucking difficult. Acting is reacting. Take a community college class, goddammit. Okay. Oh, boy. I think that's uh, that's most of what I got. Um, I don't really... I probably shouldn't try to... I could just do a dumb joke I wrote that I like. Have you ever heard... Um, I heard a lot of comedians comparing uh, comedy to like musical styles. Uh, and I think I've recently found my style. This, my style of comedy, my comedy is exactly like jazz music. right? Uh, because I stole my act from black people. Oh, okay. That's, uh, okay, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Ian Levy, everyone. Ian Levy. So I have a question. Are you going to do that with random people in the audience? That yeah, that's the idea. It's actually, it, it actually works better if they're not 
comics. Really? Yeah. When they get to Cunty McCunk face, they're okay with it? Yeah, people will kind of, I mean, it kind of teaches you a lot about like fascism. People just do what they're told oh, if, that's they're, funny. if they're put in the spotlight. Uh, everyone I've done it with so far, I've done it, I've had it, I've been able to do it like three times so far with real people and they've, they've all said cunt, so. It's really funny. I mean, the, oh, the script is really cute and the and when you get to the sister part and it's it's really cute. Oh, thank really you. Funny. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's that's a good review. I'll put that on my f- first f- album cover. <laughs> oh, okay, it, thanks, it's, man. It's really clever because you make the audience do it, and it, but it is really funny. The things they're saying are, that you put in the script are very funny. Like, oh. can, we're getting back together, and you can live with us forever. Like, all that stuff is very, it's just very funny. Oh, okay, I mean, it comes from a place of truth, so it's how it's. A <laughs> and the Magic the Gathering, I'm I'm leaving later to go play Magic the Gathering. I fucking Kimberly love. I still do the sale of Magic, but my dad does not. So. <laughs> It was it was very very funny. Ian. I actually found the Magic the Gathering stuff funnier, and maybe you would think about Emmy ending with that. And oh really? Yeah. That, then okay, yeah. yeah. You just, it, no, that's not a bad note. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Okay, so what are you doing when you don't have a soundboard? Um, oh, I just don't do it. I mean, I've only been doing it. Well, what about? Like putting your phone up to the microphone. Um, I tried it once. It's a little difficult because then I'm holding because I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna let the other people, especially okay. if they're not a comic, I don't want them holding the mic because then they'll just wave it all around, you know. Right. And I don't and the, something about just holding the phone it doesn't sound quite as good and the music kind of adds a lot to it like it's it's I've done it without the music and it's not nearly as funny. Right. No, yeah. Well, what about getting another audience member to run the music? Um, I've thought about getting an audience member to do acapella. Uh, music, right, right. but uh, as far as running it, I've I've only, uh, yeah, I'm only really doing it so far at like cafes and stuff that have speaker it's systems. So good. Oh, thank so you. Good. I'm glad you like it. So to fix the musical thing, go John Cusack and uh, just get a boombox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just get a boombox or something. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Well, they're, you can actually like you, you just use your own iPhone and set it up and press play and then put it up to the microphone while yeah, they're talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's a Beats pill speaker. Yeah, I guess I you know I do have a Bluetooth speaker. I can just bring. It's really loud so I could just yeah. bring that with me yeah have you ever had a grandmother uh no I haven't I you know I have only ever used men and I'm not opposed to using women but because I force people to hug me at the end I've, I'm kind of nervous to try it with a woman just because I don't want to feel like I'm forcing my because with a guy it's less sexually awkward if you like force yourself because some people have not wanted to hug me and I still hug, like I don't let them get away <laughs> Um, but I would feel I, I, I think I'd feel uncomfortable if there was a woman who didn't want to hug me and I wouldn't want to and then that might ruin the bit so I haven't I don't know like I, does that make sense like I feel like yeah I'd be worried about would it ruin the bit or would it ruin Did you want to say cunty m- m- cunt face yeah yeah well so that's fair. No, that's totally fair. I, I think uh, at the end you go for the hug. If they uh, go hug back, that's fine. But if they resist the hug, then the look of dejection like turn the whole bit into now you've just. That's not, yeah, my I mean that's fair. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is an angle that could work. Um, I've also thought about expanding it out and then getting a second script and getting someone to be my mother and then having them get back together on stage like like two strangers as my mom and my dad. So, but that, that's like a, I mean, we're talking like a 10 minute bit at this point. So, okay. 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 But I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Clap wildly for Ian Levy. So there was that other guy, I don't know his name and he was here. 
And is he, does he want to do jokes? That one last guy, he was kind of sitting right in front of me. Not you, the other guy. There was another guy, but do you want to go? No, no, I'm done. Oh, oh, you don't want to go? No, it's okay. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because people, just so people know for the future, just you have to come in and sign up because I don't know if you want to go unless you sign up. So there was a guy here earlier who was sitting out here and I'm like, he kind of kept looking back at me and I'm like, do you, he didn't want to go. Okay, good. Phew, he was just here to watch. Oh my God, we have an audience at Joke Workshop. What the fuck? Uh, we do we do get about 15,000 downloads a week though, so that is pretty nice. Uh, I, I love it. So that's uh, the end of the Joke Workshop. Please uh, listen to Trina Roderick's show tomorrow, Quantum Division. Actually, I'm very excited about this Wednesday. I'm starting a new segment on Some Call Me Tim. It might actually be its own podcast someday, but I'm calling it You Put Your Weed In There. And it's going to be, a, I'm going to bring on chefs and they are going to talk about their signature dish, and then I'm going to tell them how to put weed in there. And we're going to talk about food for an hour on the radio. It's going to be fun. It's going to be Wednesdays from 3 to 4. This week's guest is Zach Wiseman. A lot of you don't know that he went to chef school, and he actually has a degree in being a chef. He's not just, yeah, yeah. He has, a, he has a chef degree. I've never even been to chef school. He was like in an eight-month eight month program in Vegas where he actually learned, you'd have to call him chef. He's, he's the real deal. I know, it's so funny. He's such a surprising guy. And he just learned how to paint like a year and a half ago. Like he'd never painted before and now he, now he has to show up at the brainwash. Uh, all right. Oh, you know what though? We've got Kimberly Rose went. Let's see, let's see. she said she's all here. Because I'll say, how soon I was just... Ending. Uh, Kimberly Rose went was going to come by after work. She said, "Okay, I'm almost a mutiny, but I'll head to Bender's with you." So that means she's going to be here. Well, let's let's listen to like two seconds here of the great Asada Messiah, their new uh, album, Cross Contamination. Hopefully, Kimberly Rose went will get here in a second and do some comedy for you guys. Stick around for just a sec. Uh, she should be here. Yay! <laughs> Without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. Let's, uh, uh Kimberly is boys. two blocks away, so we are actually going to, uh, hold for her. Cool. Will hold. I'm putting back into the thing. So sweet. We're going to get Kimberly Rose Wayne here. She was just on Hell in a Handbasket last uh, Saturday night, and it was a really, really great time. It was actually won by Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal of the Wyatt Act. So she'll be back with the third Hell in a Handbasket on October 20th. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, she'll be defending her title against. Who knows who? I because I don't remember. <laughs> and I know, although I booked it, so I'm like I should know what's going on. Uh, but we're we're gonna wait here just for a second for Kimberly Rose went to come and do a set. Uh, looks like Arden is gonna tell us about some of his upcoming events. Yeah. So uh, what have I got going on? I got a new night space going on Wednesday with all new high time story time. That'll be a lot of fun. I have no idea what that's gonna be about yet. N- uh, never know till the day I write it, cause uh, that's how I roll. Hey, hi! Hey, she made it! Woo. All right. All right. Enough. Of, enough of my yappity. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a minute to get settled. So, uh, yeah, no, but I quit the one coffee place. Uh, that's big news. So I'm just a coffee shop now. Uh, and I'm happy to be there Mon- uh, uh, Friday through Monday. So Friday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's how days of the week work. So you can see me over there. And I'm selling my buttons because I'm going to Chicago next. Woo-hoo! Woo! So I'm going to reach out to my social media friends and try and get that set up uh, for like three weeks from today. And so uh, buy buttons. Two bucks a button. Uh, and if you want them autographed, it's only $5. Oh, autographed. Hey, yeah. everybody, put your hands together for Arden. Yay. Yay. We held it for I'm so excited she's here. People are still here, right? Yes, get inside Woo! and listen to the hilarious jokes of the very funny Kimberly Rose went. Yay. I don't know if I were you guys, I would stay on the sidewalk. Not going to blow your minds or anything. Uh, how long do I get, Pammy? Three minutes? 1,200 minutes, nine minutes. Uh, Every minute. Sorry, apologies for all of you. I have all the minutes now. Uh, So I broke up with my ex about a year ago, and maybe more than that, maybe like a year ago and four months and three days and 12 minutes, but who's counting? You know, it's just, I'm counting mostly. Uh, So I started doing all the things that you do after you break up, like you're just sad for a while and then you pick the cereal out of your hair and wash your clothes and go off into the world and now I'm seeing a therapist. And uh, what she told me is, uh, Kimberly, you need to be single for a while. You need to really like get in touch with your inner child and uh, you two need to work some shit out. But what I heard was, Kimberly, you're doing great. Now is an excellent time to explore polyamory. So I've been going that route, uh, hot on the Tinder all the time. Yes, that is my sexual preference is yes. Uh, more, again, sure. What, what kind of drugs do you have? That is my real sexual preference, I think. Um, so yeah, so then I just started dating a bunch of dudes because it turns out it's way easier to convince dudes to date a lot of dudes than it is to convince a single lesbian that you should have multiple lesbians. It's weird how that works. I don't know. 
Uh, it's just my personal experience. I'm not generalizing everything. No, I am. That's what comedy is, right? We make fun of people. Okay. Uh, so there I am with a bunch of dudes and just, you know, having the time of, well, I mean, it was happening. It was fine. It was good. Uh, so I'm back and forth on a Tinder all the time. And then I get this text on, not, you know, Tinder doesn't actually text you. What is it called? You get like a notification. Yeah, a message. I got a little Tinder message. Hey, buddy, do you want to share that? That wasn't the message. You're a germaphobe. Of course he is. I fuck everyone. Give me your weed pipe. That was basically how that went down. I trust you. That's good. Um. Anyways, back to jokes. So, uh, keeping it real casual. Yeah, you know. Um. So I get this message from like, oh, Pammy. She came all the way out of the booth. Wow. I'm not doing this right. <laughs> okay, everything's fine now. The comedy's getting what? Hi. Who said there could be commentary mics? What is that about? No, actually, I like it. Go ahead. Say whatever you want all the time. I like a rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, so what, so that, you know, like I'm pretty gay, but I'm also into dudes, but I like, I like the butt stuff. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and so there I am doing a bunch of dudes with the butt stuff. We're all in the mix with the butt. And then I get this message from Play 69 forever. And, uh, it's a lady. And I was like, Hey lady. Turns out she's into butt stuff too, so we start talking. Turns out her name is also Kim. So we have a very intense text messaging session, sexting pictures. There's all kinds of stuff happening. I basically uh, move in with her in my head, you know? And she was like, well, this is casual, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is totally casual. I'm casually planning the rest of our lives together. Don't you worry about anything uh so i bought new towels and new sheets and this new butt toy thing it's like a shower that you don't need to know uh but i'm like i'm ready for you and then she sent me a text message that was like hey i lost my job i gotta move back to the east coast and i was like oh okay that's just such a kim thing to do you know but good for you uh so my dating life is really good now you know it's like super good I feel great about it um, what else I don't know I uh, last time I was here I decided I was gonna be the, um, the governor of 24th Street and then I was a little high I maybe ate one of Pam's brownies and smoked a bunch uh, but we decided uh, that I would be the governor of 24th Street but then I walked home and I realized that I live on 14th Street so maybe I should be the governor of 16th Street, you know, just like keep it local, like keep it really local. And then uh, I went and got a burrito and I was like, yeah, I could uh, get endorsed by these mariachi guys. And then um, I was walking home thinking about how much fun I had at Pamtastic's Hell in a Handbasket and everything is great and comedy's awesome. And I was like, totally like, yes, I got this warm burrito. Everything is fucking great. 
And then this guy looked at me and he was like, you know what, everyone loves you, you're gonna make it, it's okay. And I was like, why doesn't my facial expression match what's happening in my head? Uh, it just didn't, I don't know. But he also like, I saw him again four blocks later, circling the block, so maybe he is actually the governor of 16th Street and he just doesn't want me to run for office against him, you know? What was that horn for? Your hair looks good, dude. It looks really good. <laughs> uh, mine does not. I teach preschool, and uh, one of the kids was like asking me about my hair, because um, it was bleach blonde, and it kind of confused them when I cut it really short at first. They were like, uh, Miss Kim, are you also a boy? What's happening up there? And I was like, no, this is just San Francisco, you guys, relax. Um, and so then she decided that I let her pick what my next hair color is going to be. And she decided that it should be pink and purpley and sparkly. Uh, so I have to go home and figure out how to glue glitter to my hair. Uh, so thank you guys. Have a good night. Yay! Kimberly Rose went. Woo! Well, thank you everybody for sticking around so that she could have one last set. Uh, I, is anybody itching to give comments? It was a fairly great set. It's joke workshops so where people sometimes give comments. But I just I just wanted to quickly throw out there. If you're yeah. going to talk, you could expand on the, uh, you know, you want to be mayor or governor or whatever, 16th Street, 24th Street. Yeah. What's your platform? What's your slogan? Oh, yeah, I went into that a lot last time. Uh, mostly, mostly what I decided is, yes, there are a lot of naked pictures of me on the internet, but that's okay. <laughs> it's like as far as I got last time. Uh... Also, I don't like the government. <laughs> I do like consent. And gender isn't real. It's pretty much my platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also drugs. Yay! Yay that's good. Drugs, that's yay. Just, it'd, be, it'd be fun to throw that stuff in there. Yeah, no, that's good feedback. Thank you. Yes, another comment from the man with good hair. Thank you. Uh, sorry, it's, it's so new to me. I have to keep playing with it. That's okay. Uh, but no, I, I think with uh, the platform thing, you could go on you know, how your opponent would try and tear you apart and how you would counter. So right. like, they'd be like, here's all these naked pictures of you on the internet and be like, yeah, so? And yeah. I, and it's like, this is San Francisco. Who doesn't have naked pictures on the internet? Well, I was thinking about making an actual like fake page of me like running for governor. And then I would be like, yeah, see, there's all these naked pictures of me. Uh, donate $5 to my campaign and you could see them. Yeah. But then I didn't know if that would be like, would I get in a bunch of trouble for that? Like, could I still be a teacher? Could that's, I still work that's for That's very funny. I mean, that's a good teacher? question. I don't know. Use but. it for the joke. That, that would be important. Yeah, use it for the joke, but maybe not actually do it. Yeah. But then, yeah. Uh, the, for the, uh, so don't sell myself on the internet. That's the, the uh, that's good feedback. That's excellent <laughs> feedback. I like it. Uh, the, uh, there's uh, still a little hope. The, the other one, they would be like, uh, there's you know all this, uh, you talking openly about all this drug use, and be like, yeah, I, I believe everyone in the neighborhood should be, should be doing drugs. Yeah, I do actually. I have a joke that says do drugs, so I could just correlate that right in there. Yes. Yeah. So, see. So yeah, just keep digging on it. I, I think. There's Thank you. A lot there. Awesome. Excellent, thank you. All right, clap your hands wildly, Woo! everybody. Kimberly Rose went. Woo! All right, we are gonna get out of here and go play some magic at Bender's. Thanks everybody for being here at the Joke Workshop. It's every Monday from six to eight. It's fun feedback. Uh, great people. 
Uh, join us next week. Uh, also, I got shows on Wednesdays. This Friday, you know, we got happy hour and six o'clock. And um, at, at the eight o'clock show, it's like my birthday or whatever. Not the actual day, but Johan Miranda's going to headline. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Move. Just because the lights are out doesn't mean the party has to stop. <laughs> Move it. You. Out of my way. Oh, sorry. I couldn't see you. Bert, look, I'm telling you, I had the channel set it. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco do you need an 
awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda. Headlining 50 minutes. Opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10. Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click Click on the 
submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th. For 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Franciski, if you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way! What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop! Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Bike Kitchen is a cooperative, do-it-yourself bike repair shop. They provide all tools and parts you need to fix or build a bicycle. A staff of volunteer mechanics is available to give advice and answer questions. Instead of charging fees, the Bike Kitchen charges membership dues that are $5 a day or $40 a year. If you're short on cash, you can earn a membership or parts by volunteering in the shop for a certain amount of hours. 
For more information, please go to bikekitchen.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by Mutiny Radio. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 12, The War, Part 1 of 4. Everyone was upstairs panicking in total darkness. I ran to the window and spotted the small ring of lights that surrounded our tower. I heard the terrified breaths of the rest of the people in the room. Normally, I think I'd be right there with them, holding my breath to see what happens next, watching our guardians defend us. But that night was different for me. Maybe it was the alcohol, maybe it was the emotional roller coaster Michael just gave me, or something else indescribable going on in me. But I felt different. I couldn't stand back and do nothing. Not this time. I had to help. Just because the lights are out doesn't mean the party has to stop. <laughs> Move it! You! Out of my way! Oh, sorry. I couldn't see you. Bert, look, I'm telling you, I had the channel set at 20-something when I talked to Saul, and again when I radioed back for y'all to come and get me at the waterworks, so I'm damn sure we didn't change it. But calm down, okay? We don't know that for sure. Wait, what channel? What's going on? Hold on, Pegs. Tommy, did you fiddle with the knobs? Know anybody who did? No, I didn't. And nobody I saw. Well, somebody sure the hell did. Oh, God. All this shouting? Bert, what are the chances out of all the channels we're on the exact one they are on now? Mm, one in 40, in fact. Someone here sold us out. I know it. This is live down there right now. I can barely make out the figures. Yeah, here. Let me make it brighter. Switch to another camera. How many we got? There's six, so we can see all the way around the building. Wait, you can see them? You can make out how many there are? Um, maybe about 40, maybe more. Oh, God. We'll, we'll keep watching it, okay? See if you can see how many there are and get a good count. Oh, they still all look blurry to me. You better start focusing and sobering up real quick there, Junior. If Michael's right, God, I hope you're not. This could get ugly in a hurry. Is that the people you told us about? The Maulers? Yeah, see them. There's Scarface and, uh, and her brother's there. The rest of these others, they don't look familiar. Hey! Why don't you all come on up? Join the party! Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Angel, get him out of the window. Got it. Tommy, they move it all? No, still the same. But the scarred lady is getting pretty mad. She keeps waving her handset around and pointing at the number 18 again. 
you gonna call them or what? Yeah. I'm considering the what right now, thank you. No response. Maybe the best response. Or you might just piss them off further. Seems like they came here to talk. They set off the tripwire, so maybe they didn't. They turned their lights after the alarm went off. Right, and they're circling us, so we have no idea of their intentions. Your call? I mean, I'm kind of a loss on this one, Chief. I mean, you were just about to answer them a minute ago. Well, that was before I knew someone from our tower had talked to them. Okay, so Bill's under control upstairs. Where are we at down here? Michael, you should respond to them. What? You sure? Why? What else are you going to do? You'll just wait around here another five minutes before you just decide you have no other option. Ouch. She's right. It's either talk or their next step is going to be the front door. Oh, so now you're on her side. Hmm. Well, what'll it be? All of a sudden, she knows everything. What was that? Oh, here goes. Off the damn radio already. Can't you see the sign? Perhaps they can't read. We see it. Well, it's about damn time. I've been hollering for a while. What's your problem? Can't you pick up the phone? How do you know our radio wasn't broke? Who am I speaking with? Sergeant Cross, who the hell is this? Well, now, Sergeant, do you have a first name you go by? Yeah, Sergeant. Oh, oh, come now. You're not very trusting, Michael, now, are you? Before you ask how I know, Scratch recognized your voice. So then, if you knew, why did you ask? I'm just trying to be polite. Polite, my ass. Don't trust him, Michael. Oh, really? Hurt? Sit. Okay. Wait. Come on. You never said your name when she was here last time. Angel, yes, but not you. She couldn't have told him who you were. Michael? Well, that's comforting. How do they... Traitor confirmed I was right. So wish I wasn't. Are you there? Did I lose you? Uh, what is it you want? Right to the point. Coincidentally. I was hoping to take you up on the invitation of your friend shouting out the window. We just want to come in and join the party, so to speak. It looks like you're having such a good time in there. Look, I already had this conversation with your scarred friend there. It ain't gonna happen. I received your message, but I was also told that you would think about it. Have you? Yes, we have. The answer is no. Come now. Perhaps you should reconsider. You have your own place. Let us have ours. Yes, we do. But it's flawed in so many ways. I don't want to get into the details now, but I must commend you on your home. It's so much better. Yeah, because we made it that way. I really think you should reconsider. We have a lot we can offer you. Supplies, support, think about it. Okay. Done. Still no. Now why not? How can I sweep the deal anymore? What? Are you serious? How the hell did I respond to this? Don't look at me. Trust me, I wasn't. Pegs, you? I don't trust them, Michael. They're saying these things, but it's just because they want in. 
Or maybe they just want to be safe. We do have a common threat. The enemy of my enemy is... Yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. What's your name? It's Darai. That's the guy they were talking about when they came knocking, remember? Where are you from, Darai? Eastern Bay. Before that? I don't see that as relevant. I do. Well, I don't. You know what we bring to the table? These are the only things that need to be discussed right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you're the one making the rules now. That's right, I am. The hell you are! Michael, calm down. That won't help. I don't appreciate the tone you're using with me, Sergeant Michael Cross. What a condescending prick. Don't piss him off, Michael. You just need a little finesse. Fuck it, you deal with him. Hey there, uh, uh, Dry, right? Which one is this one now? Bert. Bert? Oh, thank you, dear. Bert. Nice to meet you, finally. I've heard so much about you. Yeah, there's a lot to know about me. I'm sure you don't know it all. Only a few things, but some of the more important ones. I heard you're quite a shot. You heard right. Well, I wouldn't brag, but I myself am quite a qualified marksman. You don't say. You don't believe me? No, no, I do. Come on, I thought at least we, you and I, could have some mutual respect for one another. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. Perhaps you doubt my skill. Allow me to demonstrate. We lost camera one, two, three. Damn it. They're shooting? What about the sounds attracting, you know, them? 